In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In St. Luke's account of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, God reveals his glory to the shepherds not once, but twice. They first see his glory out in the field as they watched over their flock by night. When the angel of the Lord came upon them, the glory of the Lord shone round about them. It was bright. It was not somewhere up there in the sky. It was all around them. There was no escaping it, and so they responded with fear. But what other response could the shepherds have possibly had? The glory of God displays his holiness. And when the glory of God is not concealed, that holiness causes fear in sinners. His glory is a supersensory communication that he is God and that they are not. He is perfect, they are not. He is almighty and has the right to destroy them and punish them eternally. The glory of God is like looking at the sun directly on a crystal clear day at noon, but it is more intense. It's all around and there is no looking away. And so for the shepherds, it is as though they had wandered into the holy of holies in the temple without being the consecrated high priest and without bringing the necessary blood offering of atonement. It's like the Israelites who looked at the face of Moses after he had spoken with God and asked him to veil his face because of the residual glory of God that remained on him. Only for the shepherds, the glory that they experience all around them is not residual. But when the angel speaks to the shepherds, it's not a message of condemnation, it's not a message of destruction for sinners who are in the midst of the glory of a holy and angry God. The angel's message is actually the exact opposite. Fear not, says the angel, but in themselves, those words are not sufficient. The angel does not say, fear not, only then to sit back and watch the shepherds squirm and scramble around as they try and fail by their own efforts to stop fearing while faced with the glory of God which is around them and terrorizing them because of their sin. Instead, the angel goes on. Do not be afraid of this glory, the angel says, because I have not come to bring judgment or destruction, but instead I have come with good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I have come with news that will permit you not only to stand in this glory with confidence, peace, and joy, but I have come with news that will make you yourselves partakers of this very glory. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The Lord, the King of glory, is born as your Savior in Bethlehem. The one who spoke and the earth, the sky, the sea, and all that is in them came into existence. The one who spoke such words is born as your Savior in Bethlehem. 
The one who appeared to Moses in the burning bush is born as your savior in Bethlehem. The one whom Nebuchadnezzar saw in the fiery furnace and identified as the son of God is born as your savior in Bethlehem. So go on to Bethlehem and see your Lord of glory. But before you go, you should know what you're looking for. If you go looking for bright lights and angels and the glory of the Lord as you've seen it here, O shepherds, you won't find it. If you go looking for a baby dressed in soft clothing such as you might find in a king's palace, you won't find him there either. Instead, you'll find the babe wrapped in ordinary swaddling clothes in a stable lying in a manger. And upon hearing this word, the shepherds went with haste and found it just as the angel had told them. There they found Mary and Joseph, and there they found the baby Jesus, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And this, when they find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, this is the second time that God reveals his glory to the shepherds that night. Here his glory does not strain the eye, here, his glory does not instill fear, but it is nevertheless God's glory in its fullness, laying there in the manger. For the babe upon which they gaze and before whom they kneel is God himself. He is the eternal second person of the Holy Trinity, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made. Wherever this one is, there is the glory of God. Because Christ in our flesh in the manger is God in his mercy. And as the ancient collect for the second Sunday in Lent begins, O oh God, whose glory it is always to have mercy. God's mercy is his glory. God's glory is without a doubt displayed in the bright lights and the booming voice and the host of angel armies. But God's glory is even more marvelously displayed in those acts which he takes up to show us mercy. To us, this is counterintuitive. But by having mercy upon us, God is demonstrating his power, his power over the enemies of sin, over death, and over the devil. For in his mercy, Christ in our flesh defeats these wicked forces by dying for us and rising again. By having mercy on us, God is manifesting his glory by making us partakers of his glory. For those of us whom he has justified by his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, those of us whom he has justified, he will also glorify. And by having mercy on us, God shows forth his glory by demonstrating that his ways are above our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. For what man can know the mind of the Lord? What man would ever conceive of showing forth glory in mercy?
in the manger, the shepherds see the glory of the merciful Christ, the one who is glorified by being found in the likeness of human flesh, the son of a woman, so that those of us who are but flesh might receive the adoption as sons of God and his glory. And just as God revealed his glory to the shepherds in two distinct ways, so also does God reveal his glory to us in two distinct ways. But for us, that glory is revealed in the opposite order than it was revealed to the shepherds. Christ comes to us first in this life now in mercy. The angelic proclamation rings out to you even as it did to the shepherds. Unto you is born a savior, which is Christ the Lord, the one who made heaven and earth, the one who was seen in splendor by prophets, and the one who even now sits in glory at God's right hand. This one is born for you. So go on and see your Lord of glory. But like the shepherds, you too must know what you're looking for. If you go about to and fro looking for bright lights and angels and the glory of the Lord as an intense and frightening experience, then you won't see it until it's too late. If you go look for a man dressed in soft clothing such as you might find in a king's palace, you won't find the glory of Christ there either. Instead, you'll find Christ in his merciful glory in ordinary things. As the shepherds found him in ordinary swaddling blankets, you'll find him wrapped up in ordinary baptismal water as the Savior who was born to you. As the shepherds found him in the offensive setting of the stable, so you'll find him, so you'll find him in the unimpressive stall of his holy word as the Savior who was born unto you. And as the shepherds found him in a feeding trough, you'll find him in vessels that distribute the bread and wine that he makes to be his very body and blood. And you'll find him as the savior who is born unto you. These places are where you'll find the glory of Christ displayed in his mercy as he comes to you in these ways for the purpose of forgiving your sins. But the day will come when you will see him in his glorious majesty. It will be bright, it will be intense, it will be all around, and it will come with thunderous voice and angel armies. But on that day, you'll have no need that you should fear. Christ has come to you now in mercy the Savior who was born unto you, so that you might stand with joy on that great day, cleansed and redeemed, your debt already paid by him. The angel of the Lord will come upon you and the glory of the Lord will shine round about you and you will not fear, but you will rejoice. For Christ, who this day is born unto you, will come to share his majestic glory with you. Indeed, that is why he has come to you today in merciful glory. And so a truly merry and blessed Christmas to you. Christ is born. 
glorify him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We rise for prayer.